0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Locked on Giants. I'm your host, Art Stapleton, of The Record. You can read all my coverage of the New York Giants on NorthJersey.com and the print editions of The Record and across the USA Today network. It is Tuesday, September 26th, starting to roll into week four. No one, not especially not me, would have thought the Giants would be sitting at 0-3. It's been a wild, as I used that term on yesterday's show, last 48 hours for the giants heartbreaking loss to philadelphia and now you pick up the pieces and you move forward the way things are uh as i've said you know this is the job whether it's three and 0 and three or anything else i'm going to continue to cover the giants the way i would if they were three and zero. I can appreciate with everything that's going on politically, football-wise, the Giants are struggling. If you're a fan and you say, you know what, I've had enough, I'm going to take a hiatus, I'm going to do it, that's okay, I understand, hope you don't, but for the faithful that are continuing to follow my coverage along the, the Lockdown Podcast Network and at NorthJersey.com, Appreciate you sticking with us, and we will continue to move forward uh, and follow the Giants as they try to make history here. We know three teams since 1990 have made the playoffs after starting 0-3. Last team was the 1998 Bills and Doug Flutie. Those things, as Odell Beckham Jr. said Sunday, history's made to be broken. And with the Giants and with this team, There's certainly enough talent on the roster and in this locker room to make it happen. Now, do I think it's going to happen? I wouldn't put my money on the fact that they would be able to make a run in this division and for a wild card. But you know what? I've seen some crazy things in the NFL. It would be about time that someone makes a run after starting off so poorly and gets to the postseason but the Giants are a long way from that. Uh, No Odell Beckham Jr. talking to the media in the locker room today. His regularly regularly scheduled interview session with with reporters is Wednesday, so I would imagine we hear from Odell tomorrow. Uh, My apologies, I uh, recorded a show, uh, Locked On Giants, yesterday. And I was under the impression that I had posted it and had gone up online uh, for all you subscribers to be able to see it. It did not post, so I had to redo it on Tuesday. So Monday's show posted earlier today. So now you get two for one. You get a uh, a second Locked On Giants today from our media access in the locker room. The Giants don't return to practice until Wednesday. I will be there, obviously. Ben McAdoo will speak, Odell Beckham Jr. is expected to speak. Uh, John Mara spoke via email today, initially reported by the New York Post. It was an email to Mike Vaccaro, the great uh, columnist of the Post, uh, saying that he was very unhappy with Odell Beckham Jr., didn't want to extend a discussion about the situation, and the Giants will handle the situation internally. That stems from Odell's first touchdown celebration on Sunday in which he acted like a dog and then imitated uh, potentially urinating on the turf with his leg. You know, you describe it and it just sounds so silly. You know, Odell's a smart guy. I know there's a lot of criticism for him. Um, And the reason why... I look and I kind of give a little credence to the uh, political undertones is that if he were legitimately acting out against the president's remarks, uh, calling players essentially sons of bitches, and his comment after the game was, I'm a dog, so I acted like a dog. It's the only way I can draw the idea that this was his creative way, as Brandon Marshall said. Odell's a creative guy. That this was his way to kind of speak out against uh, the comments from President Trump. But until Odell talks, he obviously insinuated that in a tweet yesterday in a response uh, to someone from CNN. Uh, But until Odell talks... We don't know his reasoning, and he'll have that opportunity. Whether he takes it tomorrow, we'll see. Uh, But let's talk football now. I know a lot of you uh, are frustrated with the political talk. Um, Look, I I am a sports reporter. I cover the New York Giants. I don't cover the White House. I don't cover politics. Uh, But it's hard to avoid speaking about it, writing about it, and making it part of the coverage uh, when it really was the president that injected things into this situation so hopefully you guys can bear with me and know I'm coming from that respect it's not for or against it is just trying to report the news the best I can uh, and that's what I will continue to do uh, with my job as the beat reporter for the Giants uh, for the record for NorthJersey.com and for the USA Today Network Uh Eli Manning, Brandon Marshall, Jason Pierre-Paul, BJ Goodson, Orleans Darkwa are guys I spoke with today in the locker room. Uh, I get the sense that Ben McAdoo kind of rallied the troops today, uh, tried spreading the accountability across the entire locker room. From what Jason Pierre-Paul said, certainly sounds like Whatever McAdoo said today worked, that it hit home, and the Giants are preparing to win a football game down in Tampa Bay. Now, it certainly doesn't hurt that Levante David is not going to be on the field. The Pro Bowl linebacker for the Bucks suffered a high ankle sprain. He's out at least a month, and... You know, the Bucs are the perfect example of how things in this league can change week to week. Week one, they felt great. They won. Uh, Their week one, it was actually week two because their game uh, was postponed in week one against the Dolphins. Uh, You know, week two, Tampa Bay wins. Everybody's feeling great. They go up to Minnesota and get their doors blown off. So. You know, the Giants, I saw enough good things in the fourth quarter to think that maybe they found something. But I certainly believe that they are a long way from being the team that we thought they could be back in the summer. Could they get on a little bit of a roll here? You know, look, Tampa Bay struggled last week. Then they play San Diego, well, formerly San Diego, now the L.A. Chargers at home. Then you go on the road at Denver. That's certainly a very difficult game. So, you know, you get on a little bit of a roll here. Maybe you win two in a row. Then you're sitting at two and three, and you start believing in yourself a little bit. But that's kind of the challenge. I mean, look, the NFL, sooner or later, someone is going to be the next team that goes from 0-3 and to the playoffs. You know, it's been a long time. Doug Flutie was the quarterback of those 98 Bills that made it to the postseason after starting 0 3. So I certainly understand the faction of the fan base that has already started looking at the 2018 draft. In my job, I can't do that right now. It's not going to happen. There's plenty of time for the draft. If this were a situation where the Giants were like the Jets and that they were eyeing quarterbacks from the very beginning of the season, well then I would have lists for you every week. But we're not at that point. If we get to 0-5, 0-6, then maybe we will start doing some college uh, watching guides and who you should watch for the Giants going forward. Right now, I'm not ready to turn the coverage over to that. Although I gotta admit, Saquon Barkley looked really good for Penn State on Saturday night. Uh, how'd he look in giant uniform, uh, Giants fans? And I know right away everyone's kind of screaming through whatever device, they're listening to the podcast, we want an offensive lineman, we need an offensive lineman. Well, I'll tell you this, if they're in the top five, they ain't picking an offensive lineman. You can go to the bank on that one. There is not an offensive lineman in this draft going into 2018 worth a top five pick. But again, that's a conversation for another day. Uh, So looking forward, I mean, I did some looking back on the last time the Giants were in Tampa, they won 32-18. It was a rainy day, if you remember. Mike Evans had a ton of drops that really could have killed the Giants, instead killed the Bucks. It was Jason Pierre-Paul's first game following the July 4th fireworks accident. Uh, he played pretty well. That was also the day that Jonathan Hankins was injured and lost for the season. I think that was the torn, torn peck for the season, if I'm not mistaken. Odell Beckham Jr. didn't get in the end zone for the Giants that day, but he made a ton of huge catches. He was targeted 17 times by Eli that day. I think he had nine catches, five on third down. You know, I, I talked to Orleans Darkwa today. Uh, sounds like he escaped serious injury, and he was just getting on a roll for the Giants. I think you got to get more Darqua involved on, on Sunday again. Olivier Vernon, he's not going to talk fully to the media until Thursday, which is his normal day. But uh, he said his ankle was feeling good. His MRI came back clean. Uh, so he may be on the practice field tomorrow in a limited role. We'll see. Uh, but at this point for the Giants, that's how you move forward. You've got to move forward and see where you can get better uh, the run defense certainly needs to get better. The last two teams, each of the last two weeks, the Lions and the Eagles are certainly not known for their running prowess. And yet they gashed the Giants. Now, it, now here comes the Bucks, And with no Doug Martin who's suspended, they've been lacking a running game. So if there was a week that the Giants could tighten up their run defense, it'd be this one. And we're just going to have to wait and see. So I'm looking forward to hearing tomorrow from Odell Beckham Jr. Hear what he has to say regarding Sunday and heading down to Tampa. Um, it's kind of a picking up picking up the pieces kind of day today. Uh, Brandon Marshall adamantly said he w- did not spit on the Eagles fan who accused him of doing so. Uh, Said and made really a good point. They all had cameras, everyone had video cameras. If he legitimately did spit on a fan, I think someone would have video of it, uh, and we've yet to see that. So he adamantly denied that. Uh, also kind of insinuated that maybe the fans spit at him. Uh, I don't know that, and I didn't get a chance to ask Brandon that specifically if that's what he was accusing of, but it certainly sounded that uh, Marshall was. Clearly not happy, but was not going to make it this a back and forth uh situation. You know Eli Manning said he was not unhappy with Odell Beckham Jr just pointed out the idea that you know when they're fighting and scrapping and clawing and things are going against them, uh, the last thing anyone needs on this team is a fifteen yard penalty and I think that's kind of been the message, and I would imagine that's the message that that Odell accepts and moves forward with. Uh, when you head into uh, practicing this week, heading into Tampa Bay. So that's what you're going to get from me. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, you guys are still interested and still paying attention to the Giants with everything that's going on. I've heard that on social media. You know, guys, people wanting to give up their tickets and, and not paying attention to the NFL. This is the world we live in now. The President takes shots at everyone on Twitter. Think about that. Think about that. You know, we we look to deal with trolls and you block people and you mute people on Twitter, and the President is leading the way in terms of taking shots at people on social media. So whether you agree with him or disagree with him, that's the reality we live in. And unfortunately, at this point, that's also become part of the job in terms of covering the NFL and specifically covering the New York Giants. So I will do that to the best of my ability. Appreciate you listening to Locked On Giants. And we'll catch you tomorrow after a full day and the first practice for the Giants heading into week four. list.